this content factory we call the Rich Eisen Show. This is the Rich Eisen Show. And if you don't have a, a sense of excitement about this, I don't know what you're here for. The Rich Eisen Show. I can't tell you enough how much I love your show. With guest hosts Ben Lyons and Kirk Morrison. Boom. Live. Boom. From the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. The Rich Eisen brand is really hot. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and now, sitting in for Rich. We're ready for any challenge. Here's Ben Lyons and Kirk Morrison. Hour number three in a Friday. Big show, as always. Ben Lyons and Kirk Morrison filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. I want to thank you guys for spending part of your week with us. We've had a great show so far. Matt Light came on, talk about his new charity initiative he's working on with Anthony Sherman from the Chiefs. And learn more about what those guys are doing to raise money for a good cause at shermfightsforfreedom.org. We had Darius Miles, one half of the Knuckleheads, and Ben <laughs> Schwartz from Middle Ditch and Schwartz. And coming up momentarily, I'm being told, we're going to have Ed Bouchette. You know him as a writer covering the Steelers for The Athletic. We're going to have Ed on in a moment to share some thoughts about the, the, the state of the Steelers right now, yes. which is definitely in flux as they figure out what to do with Ben Roethlisberger and... Will Juju Smith-Schuster stop dancing on midfield and actually catch a pass when it counts? Who knows what's happening in Pittsburgh? So momentarily, we'll be joined by Ed Bouchette from The Athletic. But uh, before we get to that, I wanted to ask you again, Kirk, um, you know, when you look at this offseason of NFL mobility 24 hours after the Carson Wentz deal happened, where I believe both teams got worse. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that's possible in a trade, <laughs> but somehow Indianapolis and Philadelphia <laughs> pulled that off. Right. What's the next situation that's got you on the edge of your seat? Oh, like I said, it's it's going to be difficult, right? And we're about a month away. Okay, Ben. So that's that's a good part. Is a month that we start to count down um, in terms of the league New Year. So everyone always thinks that January first is like Happy New Year for everybody. Like, no, no, no. I go off the NFL League New Year, the new league calendar, right? So March 17th truly is a big day for a lot of players, right? Some are, if they're on the active roster or on a roster on March 17th, that means that some guys have roster bonuses that now go. If some guys are cut, then some guaranteed money is now taken away. You know kind of where you stand by March 17th. I've been there before. I've been to where I've had to sign a contract before. I didn't get a contract before one time. It's just, it, it's a mess over the next couple of weeks. This is what every franchise is doing right now. They're looking at their grocery list and they're looking at how much money they got. That's what's going on in the NFL circles. And so for me, what is the next big domino? We've been thinking, okay, JJ Watt, JJ, where is he going to go? Well, the thing is with JJ Watt, everyone's looking at their grocery list. They're looking at how much am I willing to spend on J.J. Watt when I may have some other holes that I need to fill first. J.J. Watt's not going to come cheap. It's going to come with a nice little pretty pretty, uh, pr- pretty price tag. Organic so, grass-fed price tag <laughs> if you're going shopping. He ain't doing it for, on the cheap. So teams He's not at Vons or Ralph's. He's at Whole Foods no, or Air One. No, no, no. And, and you know, a lot of teams like to go to Sam's Club or Ralph's I mean, or, or, or Costco, right? They want to shop in bulk. You know, you don't want to just get one large item. I, need I like the guy items. on the corner, a La Siena guy who's selling the grapefruits out of the car. Oh, yeah. that's, that's where I get my groceries. <laughs> but honestly, that's, I mean, I think the next big domino, to answer your question, to me has to be, obviously, what happens with Deshaun Watson? Um, because it's more about the quarterbacks. That's what this league's about. If you have that in place, 
then you can really fill in other pieces of your roster. We saw that with who? Tom Brady. You know, they got the quarterback in in Tampa. Then you could bring in Rob Gronkowski. But see, I think that's ultimately going to bite so many people in the wrong part of their body when it comes to trying to replicate what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did. Get a great defense, get some skill positions, and oh, Mm -hmm. let's just insert an aging quarterback who won't blow the game for us. You think of Matt Ryan, potentially, or Matthew Stafford. Well, Stafford's more than that now, I think, at this stage in his career. Uh, You know, but but guys who are sort of in the twilight of their career. Correct. um, Not everybody's Tom Brady. Mm. So when you do that with the wrong guy, you're going to get a much different result. I don't think that's a formula that other teams around the league. It's a copycat league in all sports. Uh, So I don't think you're going to see teams try to stack the deck in their favor. Oh, let's just bring in that quarterback at the end. You're seeing teams really trying to build around that quarterback, which is why, Kirk, I feel like Houston is totally playing this situation wrong. This is such an opportunity for them. This is such a blessing. And you say, what? Deshaun Watson wanting to leave your team is a blessing. Well, you weren't winning anything with Deshaun Watson. And if he were to come back, let's say with a new attitude, let's say he goes off to Peru and meditates and finds himself in the mountains and comes back and says, you know what? I'm a Houston Texan. I want to be here. Well, guess what? You're still not winning anything. You had your number one wide receiver miss half the season with PEDs. You had the face of your franchise asked to walk out the door. It is definitely a rebuild in Houston. So why not accelerate that rebuild? Why not embrace the fact that you aren't going to have success this year with Watson and go out there and get a Herschel Walker ransom for Watson and rebrand and rechange and turn the page for your football team. It's a tremendous opportunity for them because think about this. Since Deshaun Watson was drafted, Patrick, uh, Lamar Jackson's in the league, Josh Allen's in the league, Baker Mayfield, Justin Herbert, Joe Barrow, like, there are more quarterbacks coming. They come every year. This year, you got <laughs> Justin Fields, Mac Jones. You got, uh, of course, Trevor Lawrence. And you have so many guys, Zach Wilson. Uh, I don't know. I know quarterbacks are special. And when you get a great one, you hold on to it. But it's not going to work in Houston. So stop trying to put a square peg in a round <laughs> hole and just move on from Deshaun Watson. Embrace it, Houston Texans. This is your opportunity. Ben, how many people are there in the world, by the way? Six billion, something okay. like that. Yeah, we we can't find 32 quarterbacks in the NFL. Or every single year, we're looking at a new five or six guys to come in. It is the most difficult position to play in sports because the consistency has to be there every single year. That's why I marvel at Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, obviously Tom Brady. But if you think about it, We've seen a ton of quarterbacks who start off good, and now we don't know. Whether it's Carson Wentz, whether it's Jared Goff, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, the 32 jobs in the NFL, it is a continual search. Everyone's trying to find one, and hopefully I don't have to change for many years. The New England Patriots, they got it right. It took them to the sixth round to get Tom Brady, but that position didn't change for 17, 18 seasons, right? That's the difficulty right now is that you're seeing in Houston that they have a quarterback. They have the, the, the guy who they feel can play that long, that longevity at that position. But yet the quarterback is saying, nah. So then you don't have the guy. So you think you have the guy, but if the quarterback, it's a two-way street. You got to have a guy who wants to be there. You got to have a guy Absolutely. who wants to buy in and elevate others. And if he's not in that place right now, then why force the issue? Well, I think also, too, deadlines sort of push agreements. 
there is no deadline right now. There, there, there's nothing that can be tomorrow. We can still be waiting. Well, Trust what? me, I've come in every morning being like, can they <laughs> like, please just move Watson so I can have a first hour of the show? Correct. But we're waiting for that that actual that actual trade or the decision to be made. Houston is saying one thing, and obviously they're hell-bent on, hey, we want to keep Deshaun. He's, he's in our plans for the future. But yet when you realize Deshaun Watson is saying, and first of all, we have not heard from Deshaun Watson. We've heard from his camp. So they're saying he won't be back. Is this a game of chicken? Who's going to, you know, kind of flinch first? I, I, I don't know. But I think for the most part is that if you can get a, a nice little return for Deshaun Watson, if you're the Texans, you have to do it. Like you have to. Because if you're Deshaun Watson, if I'm his agent, which I know who his agent is, by the way, but if I'm his agent, I know what his agent is probably thinking maybe that I can't put my quarterback in this situation, in this environment. It is too much because I want his career to have longevity. He's going back to a franchise that has now one of the worst defenses. Offensively, they're going to go under under construction again. I know they'll keep the same offensive coordinator from last year, but Deshaun Watson's been sacked way too many times. There, there's too much that goes into Deshaun Watson for this year in Houston that he needs a fresh start in Houston, the franchise. They need to reboot everything. Yes, it worked for a while with the Matt Schaubs, right? But you finally hit on Deshaun Watson, and yet you're trying to rebuild with him there. That's what he's saying. It's like, I don't want to be part of a rebuild. I just don't. Ben Lyons and Kirk Morrison filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show, and he has every right to not want to do that as he enters the prime of his career. And I think Absolutely. this leads me to something I wanted to talk to you about this week and the idea that contracts need to be more of a two-way street. I feel like these players get put in such a tough position when the teams don't step up and deliver on their end of the bargain. They, so? You know, they don't go out and draft well. They don't go out and <laughs> sign the right free agents. They don't right. go out and sell enough season tickets or whatever it is. <laughs> they should give these players little outs so you don't get in these standstills where the player is forced mm-hmm. to be the bad guy. Um, all right, we finally got him. So I want to switch gears from the Texans to the Steelers. Uh, time now to welcome in uh, Ed, Ed Bouchette from The Athletic, who knows all things Steelers. It's great to have you on the show. And, and I want to ask uh, about the state of the Steelers and what is the the plan with Ben Roethlisberger? Will he be the starting quarterback for week one? Well, it's a big question here, and um, nobody seems to know right now, and I'm including the Steelers in that and Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, they still have yet to sit down and discuss details, and there's it's it's a twofold thing. One is money, which I think they can they can uh, come to an agreement on, but the other thing is who's who's going to be around him. Uh, three of his closest people now are gone. His offensive coordinator, his center, Marquise Pouncey, and a friend in tight end, Vance McDonald, and more are going to follow. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster won't be here. It's a, it's a guy, Ben, a receiver Ben wanted back. You know, Bud Dupree won't be here. His left tackle, Al Villanueva, is a free agent, most likely won't be here. So that's all part of... Uh, of what's going to go on. I think Ben wants to know who's going to be here, be on his team this year, and uh, that will enter into his decision and uh, maybe theirs as well. Mm, but Ed, how much of the decision for Ben is it about 
okay, like you mentioned, who is going to be back? But on the other side, on the flip side, as an organization, isn't there is there a contingency plan regardless for if Ben decides to come back or even the future years for the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers? Are they looking outside to bring someone in who could be the quarterback in waiting? No. Uh, they're not looking outside as far as a free agent. Um, the draft is is always a, a possibility, depending on you know who who's there when they draft. If they're willing to go up and get a quarterback, but Mason Rudolph right now would be their starter next year if Ben doesn't return. Um, and there's a lot of scenarios involved because Ru- Rudolph enters the final year of his contract, and um, if Ben comes back. Uh, and he's healthy and he plays through the entire season, they're not going to know anything about Rudolph um, before he becomes a free agent. If Ben retires, um, then Rudolph starts. Uh, You know, they signed Dwayne Haskins, um, and they would be looking to add, you know, because those are the only two guys they have on a contract right now. They could draft one. They could sign a journeyman. Hey, Doc Hodges started for them. You know, they pulled him out of nowhere. Ed Bouchette joins the show, writer for The Athletic, covering all things Steelers. Yeah, you mentioned that Dwayne Haskins, though, Ed. Like, obviously, that was a, a future signing. Could, could he be maybe the uh, reclamation project that they want to get turned around? And could he be the future at the quarterback position for the Pittsburgh Steelers? He's a wild card. He is okay. – I mean, he, anything could happen with him. He could become what you just said, you know, um, as the 15th overall pick – in the draft just two years ago, uh, I think a lot of teams saw him as a future starter. Certainly Washington did. Um, and I don't know what happened there. I know he played a lot of games. It didn't do well. And I know about the the party without the mask and everything. But um, Kevin Colbert said the other day he liked him when he was coming out. Uh, Kevin, their GM. And um, he, he's worth a shot. It costs them nothing. He's not, not guaranteed any money. He's eight fifty if he makes the team. Um, and there's a lot of talent there. So I would say he could. But on the other hand, you know, they signed Paxton Lynch also two years ago, former first-round pick of Denver, and he did nothing. And they caught him, and he's still out there. Ed Bouchette joins the show. Ben Lyons and Kirk Morrison filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. You can read Ed's stuff, of course, at The Athletic, and you've got a great article up right now, Ed, about the linebacker situation in Pittsburgh as well. So much attention, of course, being placed on Ben Roethlisberger and Juju Smith-Schuster. However, as a University of Michigan man, I know how important uh, Devin Bush is to this team and, and what the loss meant to him this season. So talk to me a little bit about what's going on on the defensive side of the ball for the Steelers this offseason. Yeah, you start with T.J. Watt. You know, he'll be back. He's on a fifth-year option, and they will try to extend him um, to a, with a new contract. And Devin Bush, as you mentioned, uh, he sustained an ACL last October. Uh, he was, you know, dynamic for them. He was just coming into his own when that happened. Uh, wh- where will he be physically? That's I think that's the biggest question. You know, some guys overcome that ACL rather quickly. Sometimes it takes others a full season, even while they're playing, to get back into what was their form before. So that's the question with Devin. Uh, Bud Dupree's a free agent. Now, he tore his ACL as well. Um, more um, 
middle of the season, and um, he, I, I think the assumption is somebody's going to sign him, nevertheless, to a big contract, and he'll be gone. Um, they have a kid out there, uh, Alex Highsmith from Charlotte uh, College, uh, who 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 showed played pretty well in uh, Bud Dupree's absence last year at right outside linebacker, and then they have Vince Williams on the inside. So their linebacking core is okay. It won't be nearly as strong, shouldn't be nearly as strong without Bud Dupree next year. But then, you know, they played most of the season without Bush, so that's going to help them as well. The linebacker situation is good for them. But you're only as good as your last game. And the last game that we saw the Pittsburgh Steelers play, (laughs) they got embarrassed by those Browns of Cleveland. And it looks to be as if the Browns may have leapfrogged uh, Pittsburgh within that division. What were your lasting impressions on what happened with that game, Ed, and kind of the outlook for uh, going forward within this division? Will the Pittsburgh Steelers be be able to compete when it seems like these other teams are moving forward where so much is going to be lost with Steelers? Yeah, my lasting impression, and it will be forever, was the the opening snap over Ben's head uh, mm. by Marquise Pouncey that uh, the Browns jumped on for a touchdown, and then they went up, what, 21-0 yeah. uh, on a, a couple interceptions by Ben. So they were behind the eight ball, and they came back and made a game of it, but the Steelers were behind the eight ball right away, and, uh, you know, all those points the Browns scored weren't all on the defense, but the defense didn't play well that day, especially their defensive line, which is pretty good. Um, but yeah, that, that, that was a terrible game for them. And, uh, it started out with just some terrible mistakes and I don't know that it, it meant the Browns had that much more talent or were that much better than them. Uh, it was just, you know, (laughs) the snap over the head got everything going. And then, um, uh, the Browns just kept adding with, with interceptions with some bad throws by Ben. Ed Bouchette joins the show. Uh, you know, of course, covering the Steelers for the Athletic. Ben Lyons and Kirk Morrison filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen show. And I want to leave you quickly with this. Um, ben Roethlisberger contemplating retirement. Um, obviously, uh, one of the all-time greats. But just for folks who, who aren't in Pittsburgh, um, what is the idea of Ben moving on from Pittsburgh mean to that community, to the franchise, to the team? Yeah, it seems to be split right now that some people think they should move on, that Ben at 39, um, it's time to go. And others, uh, like myself, I think he still has good football left in him. But nevertheless, it still may be time to go, even though he has good football left, because I don't know that the Steelers are going to have a, a, a contending team next year and why play out the string under those circumstances, you know? Um, but he has been a great quarterback, whether he comes back or not. Um, his, his career was, um, you know, it rivals Terry Bradshaw. Now Bradshaw put up four Super Bowls to Ben's two, but nevertheless, Roethlisberger, if you look at all the statistics, statistics including comeback wins, uh, he's up there top top five or six in, in most categories. And, um, you know, he's been here for 17 years, and for 17 years they have not had to worry about that position. One of the all-time greats, that's for sure. As are you, Ed. As are you. Thanks for taking some time out. We appreciate it. 
All right, fellas, thanks. Ed Bouchette, you know his work from The Athletic, does a great job covering the Steelers. Ben Lyons and Kirk Morrison filling in for Rich. And coming up next, we're going to get into that Lakers-Nets game last night and what that means for the balance of power in the Western Conference. Talk a little NBA next here on The Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. Ben Lyons and Kirk Morrison hanging out today for Rich. Rich will be back on Monday. Big night last night in the NBA. Doubleheader on TNT. Bucks are in trouble. Bucks don't look good. The NBA seems to have Giannis figured out. But then the marquee mm. matchup, the Brooklyn Nets at the LA Lakers. And no KD, no AD. Took a little shine off the game. But it still felt like you were watching an all-star game last night when you see... LeBron and Marcus Ole, it was once an all-star, and of course Kyrie and Harden, and uh, it was uh, an electric atmosphere. Despite no fans there, you could see that it was a chippy game for Brooklyn. Kyrie, in particular, at one point, LeBron going to the free throw line for a technical, mm-hmm. and the mics could pick up Kyrie shouting, "Oh, that's your best free throw shooter!" And sure enough, LeBron misses the free throw. You like to see the chippiness yeah. between these guys. It makes NBA regular season games mean that much more you know the first uh the first big loss for the lakers last night after the news of anthony davis going down with the calf strain he's going to be out for a month at least now miami the defending eastern conference champions in a rematch of the nba finals they come to town saturday for the lake show 
I know we talk a lot of Lakers out here in, in Los Angeles, Kirk, but, you know, across the country, obviously, teams are looking at the Lakers in trouble right now, and they have to yeah. be salivating. Yeah, I think they are, um, they're in trouble, too, because we got the reports that now Anthony Davis will miss a month, four weeks. So we know At that least, he, at minimum. At least, at minimum, right? They want him to fully recover. But for me, anytime I hear an injury, there's always a possibility of re-injuring upon return. Like, we still don't know what may happen in that evaluation period um, to where it could be, you know what, he may need more time. Um, As a Warriors fan, I remember I heard the same thing about the sort of calf injury, sort of lower leg uh, situation with Kevin Durant and him being almost not forced, but the the attention, everybody just kind of – Look, they're winning without you. You need to get out there. And he goes out there and plays well for about, what, a couple minutes, and then, boom, he tears his Achilles, and we lose him for an entire season. Now, I'm glad to see him back and healthy. And I know he didn't play last night, but that's always in the back of my mind when it comes to those types of injuries with Anthony Davis. But that being said, last night, yes, I think the NBA saw that this is a Lakers team that definitely looked like they can be beat. Right. Without Anthony Davis, it's obviously a different team. Like you can see their deficiencies, what they're missing out on. And especially there was a a Killmonger Black Panther sort of aspect last night. Right. King T'Challa. Right. It was like where Killmonger, which is played by Michael B. Jordan in, in Black Panther, was is 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 uh, is Kyrie Irving. And he's looking around all of Wakanda saying, is this, is this your king? Like, is, is this your guy? Is LeBron your guy? Like, okay, because this is now giving us what we need, though, Ben. Like, we needed this, this, this villainous back and forth between two teams that we would hope we see in late June. I know it's February, but we want to see this in June. I want to see a, two teams with respect for each other, but just don't like each other. You know what I mean? And hopefully we're getting this with Brooklyn. We're getting this with the Lakers because, to your point, I don't want to see that Milwaukee stuff. Like, I'm I'm done with that. Like, okay, Giannis, okay, man, you won two MVPs, but right now – I just don't even want to see that matchup anymore. Like they've Giannis, lost five in a row now, or a bunch at home, and you know it's 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 Sisyphus in in Hades pushing the boulder up the hill. How many more times can you do it? And then it rolls back down the hill, and you say eh, maybe you have to go around the hill or get somebody else to help me push the boulder, or something, saying, or else like, you're doomed to an eternity of this. If we took a poll right now, Ben, and we asked people out there, who would you rather see in the NBA Finals, Lakers Nets or Lakers Bucks? I would say a majority, at least 80%, maybe 90%. Oh, without question. I want to see without Lakers question. Nets. I mean, because these guys, and we haven't even really seen the whole Brooklyn yes. thing in, in full. I mean, Dinwiddie went out, and that's a huge loss for them. And then yeah. you make the trade for Harden. You've had Kyrie in and out of the lineup, KD in and out of the lineup. Yeah, you want to see a full Brooklyn squad and a full Lakers squad in the NBA hmm. Finals. But I don't know if we're going to get there because regardless of how much time AD takes, as you said, it's going to be at least a month. Yes. People are sleeping on the team-in-law. People are sleeping on the Utah Jazz. I affectionately call them the team-in-law because, as you know, my beautiful wife, Mariah, 
calling the Salt Lake area city home. Yeah. Uh, they are my team in law. I, I watch a lot of jazz team basketball <laughs> and they have something that a lot of these other teams don't have right now. The elite teams in the NBA, they have continuity. Mm-hmm. There's so much turnover in the league. So many new pieces, parts, even the Lakers yeah. last year, they win a title. They go out and get Trez. They go out and get Marcus all. They go out and get Dennis Schroeder. They have key pieces now that weren't a part of this thing last year. Wesley Matthews. So the Jazz, with their core brain trust of Donovan, Joe Ingles, Rudy Gobert, Quinn Snyder, they've got guys who have played together, been through the wars. Joe Ingles took Paul George out of game six a couple years back Mm -hmm. in Salt Lake. Uh, He went two of 19, I think, from the floor that day. Um, You know, Joe Ingles took J.J. Redick out of a game seven on the road in Los Angeles, ending the Clippers season. Um, You know, this team is good. They're shooting the three at a historic clip. Donovan Mitchell, the fastest, youngest player, I think, to 200 threes in his career. Um, they got, they're playing with a chip on their shoulder, too. Yeah. They, they lost last year 3-1 in the bubble. They were up over, Den- over uh, a Nugget squad and, and that they should have beat. So I think the Jazz are for real, even if AD is healthy. Don't mm. sleep on the Utah Jazz. Yeah, I, I think also, too, they can push the Lakers a lot more this year than maybe they could have last year, right? Remember the bubble is, is going to be what it was. That was the bubble. And now we're starting to see now, like which teams are for real? How are you playing on your home court? How are you uh, with, with, with rotations? And look, Anthony Davis has not played like an all-star. And if you saw last night's all-star voters, um, the teams that were announced, Anthony Davis was not a voted in all-star last night. Like when they released the team on the Western conference, he was not. It goes to obviously Steph uh, is that one guard. Um, the other guard was uh, LeBron. Um, then Luca you had, got in there. Who's that? Luca. Yeah, Luca. Oh yeah, obviously Luca. Um, but I- I'm just looking. I'm saying so. AD's not there. So now he's not playing at the high clip. And you do have guys with chips on their shoulders now, man. You got guys who are saying, "Hey, it- it's not all about the Lakers. The Lakers won." And and this is going to be sort of the criticism that LeBron and the Lakers are going to have to fight. People are going to say not many guys handled the bubble correctly or couldn't handle the bubble. Obviously, we know the Clippers. They couldn't handle being away from family or friends, just the mental aspect of the bubble. The Lakers were able to do that. They had a, a, an older team outside of you know Kyle Kuzma and the younger, but they had an older team that could handle the bubble. You're out of the bubble now. And so I think this playoffs, whenever it does get here, will be a lot more wide open than the bubble last year. No, I, you're absolutely exciting. right. Kirk Morrison, Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen show. Lakers lose last night, 109-98 to Brooklyn. Shorthanded, both teams were, with KD and AD both out of the lineups. I don't think Schroeder played either last night. No, because of know, protocols. So much oh, is made out of, uh, out of the Lakers' depth yeah. and the Lakers having so many different players who can contribute well last night they only had three guys scoring double figures right and and, you know when when you're looking at matching up with a team like brooklyn that's scoring at a historic clip i mean they're dropping 120 130 i'm seeing them scoring the 140 some nights you know you're gonna get in a shootout and with only three guys going for double figures like i don't know where they're gonna get the points from even if with a healthy ad you give me 25 from 
from him. Let's go to the playoffs. Give me 30 yeah. from him, 30 from LeBron. That's 60. I need another 65 points somehow, and I don't know where I'm getting that from with this Lakers team. Yeah, and that was one of the reasons why when I looked at the, the Lakers were three-point favorites in the game, I immediately said, you know what? A couple dollars may need to go on to the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, hey, this is a team this right guy, now. This guy. Only. I, you know, that's why I know you're higher than Utah Jazz, too, because of your altitude theory. Yeah, absolutely. There are certain teams that I'm watching now and Brooklyn is one of them. And I'll be first, Ben, to raise my hand. Because I have to raise my hand because I didn't think that the egos of Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden would, would, would really work in this scenario. And look, time will still tell. Because these are three alpha males. These are three guys who, have, well, two out of three have won championships. James Harden actually played in the NBA Finals before. So but James Harden that. has won a championship. It might not be an NBA championship. Uh-oh. But that guy has won <laughs> championships. His name is in the rafters in many places across this country. This, this man is competing in a different game. I know what you're talking about. He's, no, to, to say right. that James Harden is not a champion means you just don't know James Harden. Okay, what, what championship am I missing? <laughs> James, I'm telling you, Kirk, he's playing in a different game. We all can sit on the sidelines and ring count and say that, you know, this guy hasn't won a title. Carmelo never made it. James Harden is a proven champion. I know his name hangs from the rafters in certain locations, right? That he's uh, playing a different game. (laughs) Yeah, I know a couple places that he's been to. Definitely, they know his name when he walks in. He's like, cheers. Uh, Hey, James, how you doing? And the music starts. By the way, Um, none of those places are like cheers. (laughs) Have you ever been to the cheers bar in Boston? None of the places that James Harden (laughs) is a champion is are anything like cheers. No, they, they patch it down before you walk in. Um, but <laughs> even still, man, I... Like, no, but I, I, jo- I joke with that, but I, I, I'm serious when I mean that. It's that mentality that is why his ego won't come into play. Like, it's not this, oh, we're, we're trying to prove who's the alpha, who right. gets the credit. They're all alphas. They've all won championships. They've all won MVPs and all-stars and Olympic medals. And it, there's no, there is no ego. Like, I, I don't think that it's a, that type of situation Correct. because of that mindset. Like, they don't need to prove anything to anybody other than themselves. Yeah, and I think that's where I got it wrong because I was thinking, okay, with all these alpha males, it, 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 you know, hey, I can take this shot. Or you listen to Kyrie's comments now, like, all right, now, you know, I got somebody who can hit that shot now he didn't have before. So I bring all that up because I'm watching James Harden become a point guard or he's always truly kind of been a point guard or a playmaker but then last night when he's asked hey i'm gonna need you to score tonight james oh yeah i can still do that i'm still good at doing that and he does that and i think now the biggest criticism of james harden is that when he gets to late may and maybe even june he's ran out of gas he has nothing left and i'm watching him have a nice little plan to conserve all three of these guys, so they can be at their peak performance come playoff time. All you need is really two of the three guys to be amazing each night. I was thinking of that last night. I was like, if this team were just Kyrie and Harden out here and they were balling with DeAndre yeah. and Joe Harris hitting shots, I go, oh, this is the best team in the Eastern Conference. Oh, why not throw in a cheat code as well in yeah. Kevin Durant? I mean, But you can sit Kevin Durant for like six minutes in the second quarter, six minutes in the third quarter possibly, 
And then all of a sudden now he's coming in with seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. It's like, KD, do your thing. Like, There's not many NBA teams that can match the firepower that I'm watching with the Nets. I'm not crowning them. No, I'm not crowning them. But, man, it's going to be fun to watch. And it does present a problem for the Los Angeles Lakers because right now we know where their scoring is going to come from. LBJ, Anthony Davis. But who's always going to be that third guy, which will be more importantly, because Rondo ain't there this year. Ain't no playoff Rondo. Right? No playoff Rondo. <laughs> you don't have the big fellas and JaVale no Jeff and Dwight Green. clogging up the middle now that AD's I mean, gone. Green. So it's Danny a different Green. season. Don't mm. sleep on my jazz. The team in law is coming, <laughs> oh, Kirk. Uh, coming up next, we're going to celebrate Kirk Morrison. We're going to tell you why he's the most professional man in sports media. He's a, truly an inspiration. We'll get into it. We're going to embarrass Kirk next. It's Ben Lyons. Hanging out with Kirk here, filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. Ben Lyons and Kirk Morrison hanging out for Rich. And the top of the week, Kirk, I was hanging out with Ryan Leaf all, all show long on Monday, right. Tuesday, Wednesday. And I, and, I, and I told him that, you know, I've been very fortunate throughout my career covering film, covering sports, that I've gotten to work with some real icons of the business and make television, make radio with people I've admired my whole life. I've gotten to work with. Diane Sawyer and Barbara Walters and Stephen A. Smith at the Oscars this year of all yeah. places and you know some true professionals but I've never encountered someone as professional as you are Kirk I mean that in all sincerity I really do because I just found out after two hours and 45 minutes that today's your birthday happy Thanks, birthday man. Kirk <laughs> Seriously, dude. Appreciate Bury it. Bury the lead. First of all, you know, if it's my birthday, you can't find me for a week. Oh, really? But you, you're a Raider, a yeah. tough guy, a pro, mm-hmm. did your job on the football field, and now you're doing your job as a broadcaster, and you're, it's your birthday. Happy birthday, man. Why are you choosing to celebrate with us? Oh, man, appreciate it, dude. Man, I love working, man. I love hanging out, love talking sports. Uh, you make it easy for me, so that's also a, a great plus as well, but... Um, yeah, man, turned 39 today. So, you know, the texts have been coming through, the calls, the, the, the tweets. I had and no so. idea, man. No idea it was your birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. How has the birthday changed over the years? Take me back to some of your wilder birthday days, or are you still doing yeah. it big? Well, trust me, that's what the uh, text messages have been about with the buddies today, where when I was an active NFL player, um, he was like, uh, one of my buddies reminded me, he said, 
Uh, happy birthday, Kirk, to the one guy I knew who would have three different parties in three different days in three different cities. Um, and so, yeah, that was the young Kirk, man. That's when I first got to the NFL. And it was because I wanted to hang out with all the people who, like, I felt like were part of my rise to the National Football League, right, to the to pinnacle of my career, like the highest part of my profession. So it was okay to have a party, a birthday party down in San Diego because that's where I went to college at. And then in Los Angeles where I had a lot of my friends I went to college with still or people I knew from high school and then having one in the Bay Area where there was San Francisco, Oakland, San Jose – because that's where I grew up at. So I just found reasons to go out and party for my birthday. So I would do three different cities in three different days. And I told my buddies, I said, that's how you used to get, you know, this is when bottle service first started too as well when I got to the NFL. So this is how you get to have free bottles too. You host a party, you don't pay for anything, you have fun, people come out. And it's a lot easier than um, saying, oh, man, Kirk didn't ever do this and that. No, hey, come hang out at my party. It's free. We're going to have a good time, and that's good. Kirk Morrison revealing that he's the Paris Hilton of NFL linebackers. Oh, my God. I'll show you the text messages. They told me you're the the, the male version of Paris Hilton. I swear to God. I didn't know that was a thing, but now that you're the second person that have told me that this morning, <laughs> like I realize that that now is a thing. I promise you. I didn't, so, know, I didn't know it was a thing. So how, is. how is the birthday changed now? So you're not going to town. You're not getting bottles. You're not bringing out the entire secondary. Got the family tonight. You got a, maybe a little Netflix. Woo, could yeah. get wild. Yeah, I'm going to get wild tonight, man. I think there's a new, couple of new shows tonight that uh, that my, I know my son, he's looking forward to on Nickelodeon. So Friday nights, they for some reason, Nickelodeon does this. They tease these new episodes right all week long. And so that's all he talks about. That's all. Tonight, you know, there's a new blaze. There's a new Santiago of the sea tonight. And he's like so excited about it. And secretly i'm excited about it too right? <laughs> <laughs> like secretly i'm like oh man you're a big is, santiago yeah. the sea guy I'm huh? like, what is santiago up to now like what is he gonna do how is he gonna conquer the sea or what is blaze is he gonna win the race but it, deep down you know what's going to happen how are we going to like you know children's cartoons are never going to end in defeat right no no but, i would hope not i would hope you're being a good parent not showing your kids something no. that uh has the, the 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 hero uh not making it to the second act <laughs> but we um so that's about it man just hanging out with the family and uh my wife she's gonna take me out to dinner probably we talked about it tomorrow um because we are in california we're still in the pandemic we are not one of the states are kind of wide open in room i mean in in person dining and things like everything is outdoor dining so you know for full disclosure in los angeles if you're trying to go to a nice restaurant um it's they're all booked up for the next three months like we try to look at like looked at Javier. So maybe Javier is listening. <laughs> there is no open spots for me this weekend to celebrate my birthday, Javier. Um, or even, you know, the Mastros and all that good stuff. It's just hard because of obviously we're still in the pandemic. So having my birthday, just, I'm just happy to get to another year uh, to be alive and well. I know earlier this week, I don't know you, me and uh, uh, you and Ryan may have talked about it, but you know, I lost a guy in, in, in Vincent Jackson. You know, was a former player with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, San Diego Chargers. He was my 2005 draft classmate um, as we both were drafted in that season. And, uh, you know, he played in San Diego. I played with the Raiders, but I lived in San Diego in the offseason. So we would always link up. And so, man, when you start seeing guys your age, people that you know that are no longer here anymore, 
you celebrate birthdays differently. You celebrate them more with the people around you who are closest to you, and you truly appreciate the day. Absolutely. Well said, Kirk. Well said. You know, when, when you hear tragic news like that happen, uh, it breaks your heart and grabs a hold of you, especially if you feel like you have a personal connection to the, to the man or to the woman who loses their life far too young. And, and it does put things in perspective. And as you are getting older, and uh, instead of having, you know, three club parties, maybe yeah. you have one. <laughs> Yeah, we're just. But yeah. as you continue on and get older and get newfound perspective, you really do appreciate the blessing that is life, and to have another year around the sun. So happy birthday! And I cannot believe you you waited three hours to share that with the class. Like honestly, when it's my birthday, it's just I'm nowhere to be found. I'm completely off the grid. Jason Bourne. Uh, it's a week. People know you got to block up a yeah. whole week. So I just didn't I didn't want to I didn't want to take away from all the great stuff that we had going on today, whether it was Matt Light or Darius Miles. Right? Those are the bigger stars today. Right. Ben Schwartz learning more about him. See, that's what happens, too, when I work with Ben Lyons. Not only do we have this cross section of sports, but it's also entertainment. Right. Like Lamorne, who we talked to yesterday, like a lot of these guys who who you watch. And to be honest, sometimes like you don't even know their name. Like, I know that guy. That, that's the guy from such and such. Or that's the guy from such, like I, st- I, I full disclosure again. Like I still, you know, watching the guy from Black Panther. Now he's on um, you Judas know, and uh, the Black Messiah. Judas and the Daniel Black Kaluuya. Messiah. Yeah, yeah. Like you know those names. Yet I just know the faces. Like I know that guy. He's in this movie and he's in that movie. <laughs> and it, it's fun to hear their stories and hear that part of it because I think we have so much in 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 common. And it's and it's funny to hear like how they started, how they continue, what what they're working on, what what's next. And so I really am thinking about taking up improv though. Like I would love to see you do that. And I loved hearing Ben real. Schwartz's enthusiasm for you yes. doing that. Ben is a terrific improv actor, having done Middle Ditch and Schwartz and so many mm-hmm. UCB nights over the years. Um and when he heard your aspirations to want to take that on, like he was all in. Oh, I took notes. I did. So I know one of the words that you use in improv is Yes, and. Yes, so, and. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the I'm, basic principle. I was principle. taking notes, brother. Yeah, I'm taking notes. So you know places that I can start at, just some low-level improv classes. I'm trying to. I'm sticking my toe in. I'm just not doing a cannonball. Like, you just can't go all in. But no, man, but you're, right? an NFL, you're an NFL athlete, a former NFL player. So, yes, you're saying that now, but knowing you, six months from now, you're going to be like, I got six shows a week. I'm doing every <laughs> single night. <laughs> Uh, wow. I'm I've been nominated for an Emmy for improvisational comedy. <laughs> like NFL, none of you guys, you guys don't do anything halfway. No, you uh-uh. heard Matt Light saying <laughs> after football, I'm taking things on at the highest levels. Yeah, and I mean that's honestly, every aspect of your life. Because we only know one way, man, which is 100 percent, 100 percent full speed, straight ahead. Let's go. So I, yes, I know I'm gonna gonna go all in, but I look forward to that though. You know what I mean? Because you you always want to go into something that you have nothing or you have no prior experience, and you want to master it, right? Like one of my great teammates, uh, Namdi Asamoa now, who's now in so many different movies, and yet... Oh, my God, Sylvie's love. He's terrific yes. in off of, uh, opposite Tessa Thompson. And th- this was like a star quarterback who I watched take notes every single day in the back of the meeting room and was just the quietest guy, and he get on the football field, he's this monster. I'm like, wow. And now he's a totally different person in his acting. So I, I think I see that part that's within me, a lot of athletes, and you have to find that passion as well. And so that's another passion that I can find that I can do outside of my broadcasting career. Well, just don't, you know, don't get Hollywood fly guy on me a year from now <laughs> no. when you're turning 40, Kirk, and you got a network show and a Netflix deal and 
You know, you're wearing sunglasses indoors because it's just too oh, bright. Wow. No, you know, not like, me. Just don't not be me. that guy, okay? That was the old Kirk, though. That was the, that was the NFL Kirk, yes. That was the, the three night, birthday yes. parties in yes. Southern California <laughs> over a week, Kirk. Yes, huh? yes. Sunglasses at night, for sure. Well, hey, man, wishing you a, a happy, happy, uh, and healthy birthday. Absolutely. Uh, it's great to spend some time with you today. We even get Oscar talking. I got to sneak in my best picture prediction this year. That's Nomadland. So Nomadland. shout out to Chloe Zhao and Francis McDormand. Um, all right. Big week, man. We got into it all, and, and we appreciate you for rocking out with us this entire time. Rich will be back on Monday. Thank you so much to Don and Ben and Raiders Art and the entire team here for making us sound smart. Could not do it without you. So Absolutely. it's a total team effort, and we felt like we were taking care of the whole week. I really, really appreciate it. Um, enjoy the sports weekend, everybody. Be safe, stay healthy, and be sure to check out the Rich Eisen Show on Monday when Rich is back from vacation. It's going to be a big week next week. Thank you so much, Rich, for the opportunity this week. For Kirk Morrison, I'm Ben Lyons filling in for Rich. This has been the Rich Eisen Show. Have a great weekend, everybody. Everybody.